Welcome to Origin Gates Daily Podcast, Wisdom's Echo. This is Liam O'Brien, and here is my thought for the day. Today I want to pick up from what I was talking about in my previous session about some practical investing, specifically around ETFs. And ETFs are a great investment vehicle. They're fantastic uh, to be able to get access to different sort of markets and thematics, and you can start with a low amount, and it's just overall a great investment vehicle. So just to cover off, um, before I do that, again, firstly, None of what I'm talking about is financial advice in any way. I've not taken into account your personal circumstances, so please you know, do your own research on that. This is more information sharing around about what ETFs are and how they can possibly be used as an investment vehicle within your own strategy. So just to cover off what we talked about last session, the first one was what are ETFs, then how to invest in ETFs. Then I talked about two types of ETFs being index tracking and actively managed. And this is where a manager has discretion. So let's pick up and move along to how ETFs can fit into an investment strategy. So let's firstly discuss a long-term investment strategy or sometimes referred to as buy and hold or buy the market. So anyone who's looking for exposure for a long horizon, and I'd say that's five, ten years sort of plus uh, horizons, it's a, it's a great vehicle to be able to buy some, particularly some broader market ones such as an S&P 500 that has 500, you're essentially getting exposure to 500 stocks, so you're getting exposure to their price movements, uh, you're getting exposure to their dividends whenever they release a dividend that flows through to you. And overall, like uh, say for example the S&P 500, as if you're holding that over the long haul, there it's self-balancing, meaning that it's constantly sort of evolving as some companies grow in size, you're getting more exposure to the companies which are larger. As companies shrink, you're reducing your exposure to those, and those companies which fall outside the S&P 500, you're completely removing exposures to. So the S&P 500 is a constantly moving, evolving market or index in itself. So, yeah, they're a great uh, great investment tool for a long perspective. You're not trying to ride the market fluctuations up and down. You've got a long perspective that the overall growth of, say, the U.S. economy as a whole is uh, the S&P 500 is a great way to get exposure to that. And there's many different other ones, uh, but they're a fantastic tool. They're very, very cheap on management expense ratios because it's not actively managed uh, and they're you're just getting it's like buying 500 stocks and just putting them in your portfolio. Uh, the second one, which or a second way it can fit into an investment portfolio is thematics. And I'm a big fan of thematic investing. And what a thematic is, is essentially a theme. And there's many ETFs and you can look at which are focused around a theme. And I can just rattle off some such as gaming, blockchain, automation, driverless cars, robotics, water, aging population. There's literally hundreds of themes. And the way a theme can be used in within an, an ETF within a theme is let's say there is a theme that you do feel affiliated with or you really have done some research on and let's just pick gaming for example and you might say look from all your research there's going to the sector of gaming is going to grow over the next five ten years if that's your 
horizon is you can try and work out you know which gaming stocks you should have or you shouldn't have or you can look for an ETF which is focused around gaming for example and then they what they're doing in the background they're actually doing the, that bit of a work for you and generally tracking an index out there that is waiting and tipping in and out some of the gaming stocks so as some grow and as some shrink you're getting exposure to the components of gaming you get exposure to the software of gaming that whole um, esports arena you're getting exposure but you're not having to do the work of managing multiple stocks individual stock positions you're just basically buying the theme and there are layers of due diligence just to read up on who the ETF issuer is or the ETF fund manager is and test checking their methodology. But that's just one example of a thematic. Another one is uh, hedging, and this is getting into a little bit more advanced, but there are inverse ETFs. And what does that mean? That means that as a market goes down, these ETFs go up in value, they increase in value. So if there, if there's some reason or something you need to use it for hedging and that could be currency hedging it could be for market exposure hedging again hedging is an advanced strategy but I'm just making aware that there are ETFs out there that run inverse so they gain in value when their particular market they're tracking goes down so they're inverted uh, another use of ETFs is trading and the way I differentiate trading and investing is trading you're jumping in with very uh, defined rules and you have particular stop stop points and then you have targets and exit strategies and the like so it's a shorter term horizon uh, you're much closer to the market you're monitoring it in a closer environment than just uh, investing where you may have a longer term exposure and you might use a dollar cross averaging Expo uh, entry where you're just constantly just buying a little bit every month and just building up your portfolio. You're not necessarily trying to analyze the market if it's a good time or bad time to buy necessarily. So that's a trading one. And as I touched on there before, they're fantastic for regular contributions that you might have you know, X amount per month that you're constantly putting into uh, an array of ETFs or on a quarterly basis or something like that. We're just constantly getting exposure to the market there. So next one, uh, useful tools and resources. Uh, there is a lot out there with ETFs and you can search within, say, YouTube and how ETFs work and the like. A good resource I like is ETFDB.com, which is for ETF database. And they've got different things on there from themes and tools and they're quite easy sort of to navigate around. But there is a lot of sites out there. It's a multi-billion dollar industry and there's some really good resources out there so it's very easy to get your hands on uh, different tools and resources probably the one that I use and I've found fairly good is the ETF database uh, etfdb.com so risks and things to be aware of when you're looking at ETFs uh, firstly just some terminology here you'll see MER which stands for manager expense ratio so given that all of these do have a fund manager to some extent some active and some index tracking they're going to take a little bit for doing their work and, you know structuring the fund and all the legals and all the financials and banking and reporting and the like they have to do now they vary a bit uh, when you click on an ETF or when you find an ETF that you're actually interested in 
you can uh, go through and sort of just see what their MER is. So it could be half a percent, it could be 0.35, it could be multiple sort of percentages. So what that means is throughout your lifetime of being invested in that, that's how much it's going to cost you of your holdings, so to speak, for the manager uh, to be invested. Um, so MER, management expense ratio, the lower the better, that means there's more money or income or return that comes to you. Um, something else to be aware of, and this is particularly for people not based in the US and is hedged. So if you're buying into a fund and you're in the UK, but it's uh, essentially uh, something like the S&P 500 uh, from the UK, You've just got a currency exposure there. So some will say hedged and some won't. I generally, as a broad brush uh, perspective, if you are looking to invest outside your home country into an ETF that's based outside your home country or the actual underlyings outside your home country, such as S&P 500, which is US, and you say you're based in the UK, is just see if you can find anywhere within the ETF that, it says the word hedged, and I'd encourage you to have hedged. The reason being, if you invest in an ETF and it appreciates in, say, 10%, and your currency appreciates 10% at the same time, net you've made no return because of the currency fluctuation. And again, it can work against you as well. So I largely, unless you're an experienced investor and you know how to understand currency hedging, generally look for hedged uh, hedged. Uh, exposures or hedged ETFs. Uh, thirdly, th things to be aware of, time horizon. Make sure you're looking at an ETF which is sort of fitting your time horizon. So if it is something which is long-term, well, then pick, pick some of the bigger, broader markets or the thematics. If it's shorter term, well, then, yeah, there could be some thematics. Just be aware that, yeah, as I said before, between trading and investing, trading is a different discipline to investing. Trading is a lot more, you have defined entry and exit parameters and rules and you follow those. Investing has a longer perspective and you're not necessarily trying to time the market or read the market. You're looking to invest for a longer perspective. Uh, also beware of smaller ETFs. So these are ETFs that have a market capitalization that's quite small. And I'd say just be wary of anything less than, say, 100 or 50 million when you see the AUM or the size of the ETF. Um, unless you experience, I'd probably just be careful with those ones that are the smaller ones. Not that there's anything really wrong with them, but... A lot of those, I'd suggest starting out with the bigger markets that have, you know, a couple of billion or so at least is assets under management. Uh, another one to be aware of or another risk is just be aware of investing in ETFs that are really hot or sectors that are really hot. So, for example, there could be sectors in crypto or blockchain or artificial intelligence that have really really hot so if you you could be buying those at a fairly inflated price and don't forget share prices a a what market consensus of where that sector or uh, future earnings of those companies so if they're the people who are actually buying the underlying shares are expecting the future earnings of those companies to be really strong. They may have already been had a really strong run and be quite hot. Not to say there's nothing wrong with investing in it. It's aware. Just be aware that if you're going into a hot sector, uh, it could have a little bit more volatility or it could, could pull back quite a bit from where you invested in. So as long as you know that. 
Um, there's the other ones just be aware of or risks is advanced ETFs, which are, these are leveraged and inverse or hedging. So you can get leveraged ETFs uh, one times, two times, three times, five times. Effectively, what that means is if you buy one ETF and that index goes up by one unit and you've got a three times power leveraged ETF, you're effectively going to have three times gain. It also works in the inverse, in the in the downwards way. So if you've got a three times leverage and it goes down one unit, you're going to drop three units. So it's uh, just be very, very careful with leverage. I generally advise stay away from a leveraged ETFs unless you're an experienced investor. And also inverse ETFs, and these are the ones that as a market goes down, they actually appreciate in value. So again, just be, uh, I'd probably say, suggest to stay away from those. Okay, so let's just jump into a couple of examples. So we've gone through what are ETFs, how to invest in them, the types, um, investment strategies, some tools, and what to be aware of and risks. So let's just look at a couple of um, approaches or a couple of strategies and a couple of ETFs that I would consider looking at and some of the things I would take into account. So if I had a view or I wanted a broader market exposure, a long-term perspective of the overall growth of an economy and I'm looking five years, 10 years out or something, Let's one I would look at is SPY, which is the S&P 500. Essentially, I'm getting exposure to the top 500 uh, companies in the US, I'm getting all their price movements, I'm getting all their dividends that they pay out, and as the economy expands in the US, I'm getting exposure to that. So that's a simple buy it, maybe keep contributing to it on a semi-regular basis, and then just sort of allow that to just ex um, sit there as long as you need it or want it, uh, wanted to. So that's a, just a broader market one. Now let's just talk of thematic, which is another strategy, and I'll just use one here as water, as a, I think is a good thematic. Basically, the premise of water is that the access to clean drinking water and world population growth and the like, it's probably going to get a bit tighter. So you may want to get exposure to water. So one that I found there is called CGW by Investco, which tracks the S&P Global Water Index. So in my thematics water, I found by going through uh, such a site such as in etfdb.com, and I've gone through, I've read up on it, and I'll just walk you through a couple of things and look for. So firstly, how large is it? In this case, this has got 1.242 billion under management, so I'm comfortable with that. It's a bit of a larger fund. It's not a tiny little ETF. Is it an index tracking one or is it an actively managed? In this case, it's an index tracking, so it's tracking this S&P Global Water Index. Then I like to click on the holdings and just see what stocks are sitting in there and see if it sort of makes sense of what they're actually holding. So looking at um, yeah the actual underlying shares of the company that that uh, ETF's holding. So if it's a technology one, I'm expecting to see technology-looking stocks in there, and I'm after just to a little bit of Googling around to find out if some of the names I don't recognize. Next one to look at is the management expense ratio. The more exotic, so to speak, the ETF is, the uh, the higher the MER as well. And again, if it's actively managed, it can be higher again. This one, the managed expense ratio is 
0.57% per annum, so it's half a percent. I think that's man that's reasonable for a thematic. Generally, going into a growth thematic, looking at uh, sort of larger growth sort of projections, so half a percent per annum to hold it, I think is reasonable. And then lastly, does it fit with my objectives? What are, what is my investment objectives? Is it thematic? It might be a shorter window, so I sort of have a two to five year window. I have the view that water going to be the whole supply of water is going to be a growth sector over the next two, five, ten years and does this fit with my investment objectives. So that's a quick way I'd run through a thematic and also a broader market. So hopefully you found that useful. It's a bit of a practical one, this one, but ETFs are a fantastic tool. I highly recommend them to anyone to do some research on and find out about them. They're very easy to use. You can do a lot of fun things such as thematics with them and hopefully with the information over the last two sessions I ran you through, you found useful. Thank you very much and blessings.